Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Mo H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Walnut Creek, California. Today is Tuesday, February 11th, and it's the 10 a.m. Eastern Eastern Time meeting. And today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 89, the second paragraph. Life will take on new meaning, and we'll read that one paragraph only. Comments will be on that paragraph. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Martha M., the 12 Traditions, Laura R., and the readers of the text are Robin D.Z., Alan D., and Bonnie T. The share ID for Monday, February 10th, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 14,098. That's 14098. And for this morning's meeting, Tuesday, February 11th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 14,103. That's 14103. Newcomer greeter is Kaylee R. And the announcements coordinator is Leslie M. Our OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, and I will now ask Martha M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Mo. My name is Martha M. I'm from Connecticut. I'm a recovering compulsive under and overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I thank everybody for their service and for letting me be of service and have a great day. Well, thank you, Martha M. And I will now ask Laura R. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Mo. This is Laura R., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater out in Greeley, Colorado. These are the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Mo, and I pass. Well, thank you, Laura. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. And that's the star 1 button, uh, not just the mute button on your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book, and we are on page 89, the second paragraph. Life will take on new meaning, commenting on that one paragraph only, and Robin D.Z., you'll get us started. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, fellows. This is Robin D.Z. from South Carolina, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Okay, today we're reading in Chapter 7, second paragraph. Life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, 
to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. What this paragraph means to me is, um, you know, by now we're in step 12. We've done the work. We've had the spiritual awakening. And our life has taken on new meaning. So um, we have received our release. And we're helping, we're now helping others to find their release. Um, We're getting out of our shell. Uh, The loneliness is vanishing because, we're having a fellowship with others that know and understand what we've been through and what we're going through. And we're, we're no longer alone. We're no longer sad. We're no longer friendless. Um, and it is, you know, something that we don't want to miss. We don't want to get to step 12 and, and leave. We want to stay and we never need to leave. We can, we can just, you know, stay a part of, uh, the OA group, and um, we can um, meet new undiscovered friends every day. They're always coming into the group, and we can continue to build relationships with the others that we have met along our journey. So our empty hole is now filled in our soul and spirit, and there's no need for us to look for other things to fill that hole with and um, the the vacant space does not need to be filled with excess we have our higher power we have our friends and we have our um, our service that is needed by others who are still sick and out there that need to find their recovery so our bright spot um, in this is the fellowship, the camaraderie, and the spiritual closeness with our higher power. It is definitely something that we don't want to miss, and it is definitely a much brighter life than we had before. With that, I pass. Well, thank you, Robin D.Z., for getting us started. Again, we're on page 89, the second paragraph. Life will take on new meeting. Um, I'll take names of those who'd like to share. Julie E.B. Julie E.B. Beatrice O. Beatrice O. Elaine B. Elaine B. Patty D. Patty D. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Ellen D. Ellen D. We'll stop there. Ellen D. Okay. Julie E. B. Beatrice O. Elaine. Uh oh. Forgot your last initial. Uh oh. Elaine. I got it. It'll come. Patty D. Kathleen O. And Ellen D. All right. Julie E. B. You're up first. Good morning, Julie. Good morning. This is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered today. Um, Just really glad to hear this uh, portion. Um, It's really a blessing. Um, For me, um, I had an experience of um, practicing 
And as they got into, uh, especially as I got into my 10 steps, especially as I got into my 11th step review with a partner, um, and then as I was uh, getting into my 12th step working with others, you know, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was practicing. I felt my sponsor was brilliant, um, that I couldn't be like that. But I came to realize, you know, one of the things she did was just really encourage me as we read word for word together. And uh, so that's what I have to offer today. Um, and uh, for me, the fellowship, the way it grew up is I would practice with my program fellows and um, and then I would practice with my work colleagues and then I could practice with my kids and finally practicing with my husband. And so watching this fellowship grow up around me, working with others, um, working with others I didn't have so many deep ties to is how I, I started. And people, um, I started working with others uh, when I made outreach calls and said, I need help, and then pivoted as I went along to this kind of working with others that saves the day when nothing else will. And uh, I found this to be true, continuing to go through the steps, uh, continuing to see how my higher power um, can work in my life, um, guide me through intuition, but also seeing how other people with different higher powers get where they need to go, uh, just when they need to. Um, and that that's not something I'm in charge of, is a continual freedom from this ego uh, disease. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for letting me share today. Another day to practice. And thank you, Julie E.B. Beatrice O. followed by Elaine B. Beatrice, good morning. Press star one, Beatrice. We can't. I can't. Good morning. This is Beatrice O from Northern California. Um, can I be heard? Nat, yes. <clears throat> yes. This. Uh, so I want to comment on this chapter that life will take on a new meaning. Um, I used to hear that um, you know life will take on a new meaning, but you know it's only a day at a time. And I remember years ago I used to think that, you know, this new life, I wanted to take it on, but, you know, I wanted more than one day. And then I realized, um, you know, I was on like a pink cloud for a while. Um, so the other thing that um, I've always heard it, and I didn't understand it at first, it's they would say at meetings, a grateful heart doesn't eat. And I never, it was hard for me to understand the grateful heart doesn't eat because for some reason I, I was grateful, but I didn't feel um, grateful. And I think that's what the steps do. And, you know, in AA they said love and tolerance is our code. And I know that um, my higher power wants me to live in love and service and helping others. And I just want to share uh, quickly one thing that I read this morning. Um, it said, each morning we're born again, and what we do today is what matters most. And I realized that... Um, 
I can say I'm thankful and do nothing. But when I recognize my blessings and my abstinence in my life, I can be, begin to act grateful. And now I know that a grateful heart doesn't eat. And I can act grateful and I can be there for other people. And I think it's somewhere in the big book it says we can't give what we don't have. So it's really important to stay close to my higher power and not to be the end all to know all and try to impart something that I don't have. Um, anyway, with that, um, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Bye. Thank you, Beatrice O. Elaine uh-huh. B., followed by Patty D. Elaine, good morning. Thank you so much, Mo H. Thanks for your service. This is Elaine B., recovered in Massachusetts, and um, I'm using comfort addict. I'm also a promise addict. I love promises. You know, one of the things that we're, at this point, we're step 12, where we're through step 11. Oh, my gosh, now we've got to go do this for others. How could we possibly do that? That is a scary proposal. It was for me when I first started. Um, but, you know, going back to the very first line of the previous paragraph, practical experience shows nothing will so much ensure immunity from compulsive eating as intensive work with other compulsive overeaters. And so, um, you know, we need to do this. We need to do this. It's easy to shy away. But there's a whole bunch of promises that happen when we do, just like we had a bunch of, of promises for the ninth step. You know, and those those get read so often in many of my face-to-face meetings that, you know, it's an incentive. These are incentives, this paragraph. Life will take on new meaning. That is so true for me. To watch people recover, there is nothing like it. Oh, my gosh. To see them help others, oh, wow, it is so incredibly cool to be able to, you know, be touch-based with sponsees and hear about the experience they're having with their sponsees and then their sponsees taking on sponsees. It's just unbelievable. Certainly, loneliness vanishes. Well, it helps to have three hours of vision meetings a day, but, boy, this working one-on-one, this um, individual as well as community is so important. To watch a fellowship grow up about us. You know, there's, this truly is a fellowship. It's the community that I crave of people I can talk to and I can be real, gut level honest with, and they know what to do with it. They can help me out of the tangles that I was wrapped up in for so long if they understand how to do a 10 step. They can listen with compassion and they can identify in. And boy, I really just want to be able to be me. And I didn't even know who me was until I got through all of the character defenses and um, (laughs) deceptions and everything that had driven my life so I could survive. To have a host of friends, boy, so absolutely true. These are experiences you don't want to miss and we know you won't want to. Frequent contacts with both newcomers, you know, with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And that each time we contact a newcomer, um, you know, each time we bring somebody through the steps, we gain more ground in our recovery. We gain more insights in this book. We gain more um, more happiness, joyous, and freeness. <laughs> is, that, is that those even words? Anyway, please do it. If you're afraid, just do it. Pick up the phone and call someone, get more encouragement. And with that, I pass. 
Thank you, Elaine B. Patty D., followed by Kathleen O. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Mo. Thank you for your service. Hi, this is Patty D., a compulsive overeater from Matthews, North Carolina. And I just wanted to share this morning what this fellowship has meant to me. And um, I think, especially if you're a newcomer, I know when I was new and I came in, I just wanted to stop this insanity and lose the weight. But what I didn't realize was what this family would become to me. And um, I think I've even shared that with my husband, who's a normal eater. But I said, you know, when you go to a meeting and people are new, we always say, welcome home. And I said, you know, there are people who've reached out to me after I've shared. There are people who call me, um, you know, when I'm really low, God uses them. And they touch me and encourage me. And God's used my shares to encourage people when, when I think that's the last thing I'm doing. And it, it's just, wow, it's just such an incredible thing. And so if you're new and you're just coming in because you want the craziness to stop and you want to lose the weight, that's fine. But stick with it because this promise is incredible and this fellowship is incredible. And it's such a blessing. And I just wanted to share that and thank all of you on the line and in OA because you are an incredible group of people. Thank you. Thanks, Patty D. Kathleen O. followed by Ellen D. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mo. And hello to everyone on the line this morning. Oh, life does take on a new meeting. When I came in, to 12-step recovery for food addiction. It was a different group than OA, but I just wanted to take off the weight. And when I would hear people talking about, you know, you have to sponsor, and um, I thought, oh, no, I'm not doing that, because, of course, I came in with a lot of selfishness, right? And um, it's like, no, I'm just going to lose the weight, and I'm out of here. And had I done that, I would have left and gained all my weight back. But luckily, through the process, I thought, oh, okay, I really need to do this. And truly, working with others is what changes life. And and many times when days are challenging, it is the bright spot in my day when I can connect with someone who um, is also another compulsive overeater or to go to, you know, like the, the vision conference is, is such a, an experience just because you're in a room with hundreds of people who can all relate to your addiction. And, you know, there's not many opportunities to do that. Um, So I find that the people that I have met, the fellowship, um, is is such a, it really is a bright spot in my day, my life. And as long as I'm doing that every day, it cements cements my abstinence. If I'm not doing it, I'm going to go right back into self-seeking, self-pity, selfishness, all those character defects. And before I know it, I'm going to be eating. So for anyone out there who is a little reluctant, you can talk to anyone on this line and they're going to relate to you and you can be helpful to them, even if it's just calling them and 
asking them how they're doing and you know you, you'll relate to them because we we all have the same disease and we all you know get uh, we we have challenges in life and we have things going on and and I'll tell you when I have challenges in life I reach out to my fellows because they keep me on the right track they're not going to steer me in the wrong direction they're always going to direct me back to my higher power and that's what I need to always remember um Whenever my my sponsor recently sent me this little thing on this little boy who asked, you know, um, how big is God? And 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 his father, I think I'm going to get this right, his father <laughs> pointed to an airplane in the sky. It's like, how big is that plane? Well, it's very small. Then he takes him to an airport, brings him right up to a plane. Well, now how big is the plane? It's really big. You know, it's like you have to keep God close to you. And people in program remember remind me of that. My sponsor reminds me of that. So... Life does take on a new meeting. It's really just a wonderful, wonderful program. And I'm so grateful to all of you and these meetings and everyone who makes these meetings work. And I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Kathleen O. And before Ellen D., let me remind everybody where we're at. Those just coming on the line, we're on page 89, the second paragraph. Life will take on new meaning. And after Ellen, I will take on some uh, more names. Good morning, Ellen. Hi, this is Ellen D. in Texas, recovered and gratefully so. I remember when my sponsor was taking me through the steps and I realized, oh, I'm supposed to sponsor? I don't want to do that. And so I just thought, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to worry about it right now. And I just kept working the steps. And when I got to step 12, I remember hearing, oh, you're afraid to sponsor? Well, I'd be afraid not to. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to relapse over not doing step 12. So I did a fear inventory over it. I trusted God and they just started. And I found that my sponsor would help me. If I had a question about my sponsee with step four, I could call my sponsor and say, can we talk about step four again? I, I, I need a little help with that. And, and it, was, it worked. It was great. And I also um, like to regularly call newcomers and, and hear people's 10 steps and be available to share my experience, strength, and hope about a certain chapter or a certain step and my life really has taken on new meaning. I mean, I'm happier, I'm more fulfilled while I'm helping others. And I enjoy it. It's, it's really amazing. Um, and I'm glad I didn't miss it. I'm glad that I was in a meeting that taught me that this is a 12-step program, not an 11-step program. And in the chapter of Vision for You, it talks about how, um, and I'm just going to say it for myself first person, I have found something brand new in life. I know I must help others to remain recovered with that secondary um, the primary thing is the happiness I found in giving myself for others. And I really have experienced that. And I'm so, so grateful for this fellowship that has grown up around me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ellen D. <clears throat> and I will now open the lines up for more people to share. Santa H. Santa H. Jody Shelley I heard Jody E. Who's after Jody E? Sherry K B. Sherry. And Shelly C R. Shelly C R. Was that? Yep. Okay, I got Stacey you. Stacy J. Stacy J. I got you, Pamela. That's it. Okay, let me put Shelly. Shelly C R. Stacy K. And who was the last one? Oh, Pamela. P A M A L A R. Okay, here we go with the lineup. Santa H, Jody E, Sherry K B, Shelly C R, 
Stacy K and Pamela R B. All right, Santa, get us started. Good morning. Good morning, Mo, and good morning to my fellows. And uh, thank you all. Thank you to Team Tuesday for your service, making this meeting possible. My name is Santa H. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive eater from New Jersey. And one of the things that struck me uh, about Step 12 is that I was recently informed by by another recovered person that in Step 12, uh, 40% of, of the book is, re, is related to Step 12, and 34 is related to Step 1. So that means 75% of the book is related to Step 1 and 12. And that shows me just how important Step 12 is. And so when I look at this paragraph and I look at these promises, I remember when I first started, and I'm still fairly new, only been in the program for six years. I looked at this paragraph and I said, this is not going to happen to me. I said, no way. <laughs> I just could not believe that this would be my life today, and it has been. But it took work. I didn't get here overnight. I, it took me several years to get to where I'm at today. I mean, sponsoring, took a, it took me a while to develop a, a network um, of, of protégés that, um, that are among and around me today. And to see my see protégés and then see protégés that my protégés are working with and all of us have formed such a wonderful bond today. And where it says here, um, frequent contact with, with, with newcomers and with others is the brightest part of my life. It is. But that word frequent contact means it requires work. It's not something that is given to me. I remember when I once was complaining to, uh, to a fellow in program that I wasn't getting any phone calls. This was years ago. No one's calling me. And she said, well, are you picking up that phone? So I had to work at it. I had to actually call people, frequently call people, in order for this to happen for me today. Continuing sponsoring is not a one-and-done thing. As soon as I start sponsoring, all these promises came for me. It didn't happen like that for me. But I'm grateful today that my life is so different. I'm grateful today that I have watched people recover and I continue to do it. And and I can see how my loneliness has vanished. It's not a day that go by today where I'm not talking to a protege or another fellow in the program. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for our vision for you for making this all possible. And with that, I And thank you, Santa. Jody E., followed by Sherry K.B. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Mo. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks to everybody for your service and for being there. This is Jody E., gratefully recovered in California. This first sentence, life will take on new meaning, is so true. What a wonderful promise, and thank you, God, that it has come true. I was in such, the bedevilments were me for a long time. I was bedeviled by loneliness and a sense of uselessness and hopelessness. But working these 12 steps and finding a vision for you especially has definitely brought new meaning to my life. And I finally feel like, actually, like my life is really going somewhere. I feel like I'm, it always, I always knew that I was being guided by my higher power, but I feel like I'm, the fruits of my efforts are coming to pass more and more each day. And a host of friends indeed. I'm so grateful to 
my friends in program and the people that I get to work with and who inspire me. All of you on the line are my host of friends. And I thank you for being there and for your efforts at your own recovery. Because by recovering yourself, you you enable me to recover. And together, we're making it. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody E., Sherry KB, followed by Sherry Shelley CR. <laughs> Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Mo. Good morning, everybody. It's Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And thanks so much for your service, Mo. Glad to hear you on Tuesday and uh, Team Tuesday and, and everybody on the line. And welcome, newcomers. Um, I, I too, um, I love this. I love this paragraph. Life will take on a new meaning. Uh, that's a 12-step promise right there. Um, and to watch people recover, um, it is a beautiful thing to watch, to see when I'm working with somebody and to see their growth and change. It's 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 a beautiful thing to watch and it's so fulfilling to me. Also, with working with others, you know, I can have total pandemonium going on in my house and that phone uh, rings and I pick it up and I totally get into the book, into the work with with a, a protege and it's like everything shifts for me. It's like when I get busy and useful, God removes that yuck out of me. Um, spiritual vacuum cleaner just sucks it right out of me and it's just such a beautiful thing and to 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 do that, to experience that because I know that if something's going on in my life, I get useful, I help others, I work with others. It, it shifts a lot of things. It clears it clears my thinking. Um, there's just so much that that happens there. And um, you know, um, I'm a social person, but also what I notice is that when I am with program people, um, there is such a deeper feeling of uh, friendship and relationship and um, fellowship that that is amazing. And through Honestly, through a vision for you, I have met some beautiful people and have great great relationships with people that I have met through vision and through OA. I've had um, it's such a, a, a beautiful quality that that is amazing to me, and I know that God has a hand in all this, um, and it's telling me that I must not miss this, you know, because this is is something that is just far beyond. And also working with newcomers, calling them. Uh, making calls to newcomers, welcoming them, talking to them about program, answering any questions, and just, you know, talking to fellows when I do my 10-step work or when, you know, I have a question about something and I'm curious. I call other people, and to me that is just, that gets me out of myself. It helps me to be useful to others. And I love what it says on 97. It says that it's our touchstone, um, it says helping others is the foundation stone of recovery, um, and that's what it is. Is that if I continue to help others and work with others, um, I, I get to stay recovered. And what a gift it is! And it is, it's a um, what do you call it? A symbolic. Um, there's a photosynthesis thing where, when oxygen and air, when the trees, when we breathe them, when we give back to them, they give to us. And this is the same thing to me. Uh, photosynthesis. It's amazing, and I'm grateful to God for all that. And I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Sherry KB, Shelly CR, followed by Stacy J. Good morning, Shelly. Thank you, Mel. Good yeah. morning. Good morning to everyone. This is Shelly CR, 
grateful recovering compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. Um, so this paragraph, being able to remind myself about what this process has been like and continues to be, um, and, and you know, that gratefulness comes from remembering how my life does have new meaning, remembering where I was before program and that process that continues to happen and where I'm at now. Um, this, as was mentioned by the previous speaker, um, you know, one of the things that I recognize is that within program, it's like, you know, I, I have a lot of friends um, and I have some friends that I consider very close friends, but there is a different depth of relationship. When I call someone who's in program, when I spend time with someone that's in program, I can, that part about like going into talking about, you know, how I relate to others or issues that are going on and have them reflect back program um, and have me, you know, that helps me take a different perspective. Really like being able to be open and honest within relationships to a different level. Um, I don't have fear of judgment as I previously had with others. Um, it's helped me also in the relationships outside of program, just in the sense of myself being willing to kind of put myself out there. And, you know, in turn doing that has then deepened the other relationships because when I'm able to kind of have the courage to put myself out there and rely on my higher power and not worry so much about what the outcome is because my higher power has that under control, that's not me. Um, but then, you know, it's been amazing to hear from those people uh, close to me and kind of have them go deeper within the relationship too at times. And so that's just been uh, quite an amazing thing that I did not foresee coming. And so with this paragraph, I just am very grateful to be able to be here and to be able to focus on this. Um, and every time that I'm, you know, able to go to a meeting, whether it's here on a vision for you or it's in a face-to-face -face meeting, it helps me with that gratitude because I'm so easy. It's so easy for me to slip back into my own self-will, into kind of forgetting about, um, you know, within the day-to-day -day stuff, I forget about things. And so this is just so helpful for me, remembering how grateful I am for all that I have. And so thank you to all of you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shelley. Stacy J. followed by Pamela R. B. Stacey. Thank you, Mo. This is hi. This is Stacy J. Um, food addict, recovered food addict from Toronto, Canada. Um, I I have uh, just over four and a half months of abstinence, and I noticed that very quickly um, my life did become full. Um, I was directed by my sponsor to reach out to others and. So what I started doing is I started, when I would hear a person on the vision line share something that resonated with me, I would send them a text uh, because, you know, I registered for the members list. So you could easily, I, I was able to look up um, other members and a lot of times uh, that person would respond and then we'd have a brief chat and then I would kind of put a star in their contact in my contact list. And so what ended up happening um, very quickly is that I, I found myself even yesterday, the day before that, I'm talking and texting with three to five people a day. And it's not because I was given a number of people I was supposed to reach out to. It just organically evolved. And what I found is that the feeling of usefulness increased so much and the feeling of connectedness to my fellows increased so much. Um, and as someone who's newly recovered, 
I know very well how lonely the food addiction is and how full of despair I was in the food. Um, And my professional background teaches me that one of the things that protects us from terrible things like suicide is connectedness to others. This is an actual remedy like a medicine for kind of the despair of the soul, the despair that this food addiction certainly brought to me. So uh, for those out there who maybe, I used to think myself that I couldn't reach out to people until I recovered, this kooky backward thinking. Um, but then I learned that the reverse is true. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's quite an easy thing to reach out to someone Sorry, people beeping. <laughs> it's quite an easy thing to reach out to someone and just say, hi, I'm new, can you help me? You know, or hi, I'm new, can you help me get started? Um, these are very easy ways to connect. So <laughs> I'm really sorry for the beeping. I, I have nothing to do with it. Anyway, uh, I encourage folks out there who are lonely and isolated in the food to reach out to our fellows because your life will quickly become really infused with meaning and, uh, and grace. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Stacy J. We didn't mind the beeping. Um, Pamela R. B. And we may have time for like two more shares after Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning, Mo, and good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Pamela R. B. from Detroit, Michigan. I'm so excited to be on this line and be talking about working with others. You know, this is my security. You know, I am investing every day into my uh, bank of recovery by working with others, and I know how important that is. I don't think I, re- I, I think I know, I don't think. I took it for granted uh, before 2017 when I came back into program, and I was like, uh, I'm a long wolf this, you know. I like doing things by myself. When I travel, I'll branch off and I'll go someplace, and I'm, I'm in another country. I don't Sometimes I can't speak the language, but I have that trust that God will take care of me and I'll find whatever it is that my spirit is searching for. And you know what? I seem to take that same approach with this program now. So when you all told me, hey, listen, you've got to work with others, it was like throwing me in a, a, a lake and I didn't know how to swim. But if I just trust the process I began to tread water, and I was able to stay afloat. And I can't tell you how important that this aspect of the program has been in my process of recovery. See, this principle is called service. And what I know today, I can't keep what I have unless I give it away. And I'm willing to do that most days. And that long wolf, just, I can deal with her in some other area, you know, but but I can't, she can't present herself in this program. You know, I have to reach out. I have to stay connected. And I encourage my sponsors the same thing, even those that aren't there yet. I say, here's the thing. Call somebody else and tell them what you learned today. You know, they don't understand what I'm doing, but I'm preparing them for that process to eventually become a sponsor themselves. So this is a wonderful program. I take it over into my life. I can't tell you I had, I had a, a, a difficult situation at work, and because this program, I work it, I'm able to deal with whatever comes my way, difficult conversations, whatever. This program permeates every corner of my life today. Thank you guys so much for letting me share in our past. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Pamela. 
Well, thank you, Pamela R. B. We're on page 89, the second paragraph. Life will take on new meeting, and I believe we can do two more people. Brenda F. Mongo P. Was that Brenda B? Brenda P? P as in Paul. I got Brenda. And who was after her? Terry S? Terry. Terry F. Terry, I got you, Terry. Okay. Okay. Sorry about the others. Brenda P and Terry S. Go ahead, Brenda. Hi. Hi, everybody. Thank you for letting me share, and thanks, everyone, for your service. Um, You know, I've been recovered for some time, and... I never made the connection till yesterday listening to the meeting that um, doing 12-step work keeps me abstinent, keeps me recovered. And um, like someone just said, it's a 12-step program, not 11. So um, that really made an impact on me. And I wanted to also share recently I was talking with a fellow and I realized that, you know, when I was growing up, I was I would always be a good girl so that I wouldn't get in trouble. And I realized very recently that the other piece of that that I was totally unconscious of was if I'm a good girl, I will get everything that I want. And now I see that I had, didn't get everything I wanted. <laughs> and sometimes I'll get very depressed and down and... and You know, I don't want to work my program and all that kind of stuff. And I realize a lot of that is I'm not getting what I want and I just want to whine about it. And in this program, I've learned that it's not about me. It's about my higher power and trust and connecting with others. So I'm very grateful for this program and all of you on the line. And everyone have a great day. Thanks. And thank you, Brenda P. Terry S., you'll take us out. Good morning. This is Terry S. in Bend, Oregon, recovered food addict. And I am so grateful to be here. Uh, I've been sharing recently that tomorrow is my six-month day of abstinence, entire abstinence with OA and Visions. I can't believe it's been six months, but what I wanted to share about this paragraph is life did change for me. I am seeing myself transform. Um, Other people see it uh, before I've noticed it. But most importantly, step 12 is something that I have to do. I feel I owe a debt, and it not only keeps me abstinent, but it allows me to simply be present for people, whether they're recovered, whether they're still in their disease, and there is such a beauty in that. I'm amazed at the intimacy that develops as you reach out and you contact people. A lot of people don't reach back out, but I just keep uh, working on the phone list, and um, I've developed a God squad that we, we do support each other, and I'm very grateful for that. But the debt I owe is my life. 
my addiction takes me into very dark places where I literally have no life and I'm home stoned on sugar on the love seat. And I don't have to live like that today. I've been in and out of OA since 1989 and I've had wonderful recovery at times and back in the disease and left and, you know, the whole gamut, the whole spectrum of um, my 12-step process has been amazing. But I'm really grateful to everybody here. If you are struggling, reach out. Uh, we are here. We do want to to work with you and to help guide you to your higher power. That's simply my job as a sponsor. So uh, I just welcome the newcomers and all of us on the line. Thank you very much for being part of my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Well, thank you, Terry, for taking us out. Great shares on uh, the promises of Step 12 and rewards. Okay, so we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Ellen D. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.